making the mind peaceful is a feeling of another type of happiness. When our mind has less thoughts, it will have a state of inner happiness. And this is called a happiness that isn't reliant on sense contact. Usually, we have happiness arising from when our eye sees a form that we like. Or we can have happiness arising with nature. The mind isn't hot or agitated. It's peaceful with nature, with the trees, mountains and forest. And so people will often like to go to various places in nature, be it in the forest, near a waterfall, where there are birds chirping and echoing all around, being in seclusion, and the mind has more energy of peacefulness. So we can find this from nature. Or when our eye sees a form that we like, we will also have happiness, but it's reliant on something external. The eye sees a form, the ear hears a sound, the nose smells an odour, the tongue tastes flavour, the body contacts tactile sensations, the mind objects are known in the mind. We eat something delicious and a happy feeling arises, but it is dependent. It's reliant and dependent on forms, sounds, odours, flavours, tactile sensations or mental objects that we like. But if we get or experience things that we dislike, which is opposite, then there is suffering arising. If we experience a lot of this suffering, then the happiness of our life diminishes. The good, uplifting thoughts diminish. The depression of the mind increases. When we experience more of the sense objects that we dislike, then it's building up negative energy. But if we have happiness, then it's a positive energy arising. So we practice to develop samadhi, meditative concentration like this. If we can do it, the mind is peaceful, the body and mind are light. Through having mindfulness, establishing awareness on the breath. If the breath is short, know that the breath is short. Know when the in-breath is short, the out-breath is long. The in-breath is long, the out-breath is short. The in-breath is short, the out-breath is short. Or the in-breath is long, the out-breath is long. There's no need to control the breath. We follow with awareness of what the characteristic of the breath is like. This is called vitaka taking up the breath as the object of the mind. Vichara is being aware of what the breath is like. But if it is vitaka and vichara of external objects, then it's various subjects of household affairs, politics or work. This is going to vitaka and vichara on various other things, of the things we like and dislike, that are good or bad. But the vitaka and vichara in relation to samadhi is taking up the breath. This is called vitaka and the vichara in that breath. It is going in or out, short or long. We know. When we practice like this, 
then there is piti, rapture, arising. There are feelings of fullness of the heart, goosebumps, tears flowing, the body expanding bigger, the body growing taller. Or there are rapturous feelings throughout the body, like a wave crashing on the shore. We need to understand that it isn't really anything special. It's called the five types of rapture that has arisen. The mind that has the energy of peacefulness will bring up states and experiences like this. Some people will have tears flowing till they wet their clothes. If it's the monks, then their robes get wet. This is vitaka, vichara, pt. If the rapture arises a lot, then it will be feelings of fullness coming up. The heart and mind is full. It is peaceful. Oh, it's the energy of peacefulness coming out here. So we understand that we can find this happiness within ourselves here. We just need to train the mind to be peaceful. And it will then bring up happiness. We have happiness on the level of kanika samadhi, a minor concentration. Or it is the samadhi that is close to peacefulness. Or the samadhi that is still. And happiness arises to this level. If it is jhana, the mental absorptions, it is even more happiness than this. So this happiness, we need to train in it as well. It doesn't just arise by itself. But the happiness by way of the sense organs doesn't need to be trained in. Having been born, we have eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body and mind that is complete already. When we experience the outer sense objects, there is sense contact, then we know that we have happiness. And then we want this type of happiness continually. We aren't able to stop. We eat some delicious food. After it's touched the tip of the tongue, then the experience has finished. We feel like it's delicious and we like it. Then we want to keep seeking this type of food continually. It's not enough. It doesn't stop. This is the happiness that is dependent on pasa, sense contact. And if we can't control our mindfulness here, then it will be tanha, craving, and upadana, attachment, coming up. We have to be careful here. But we all want happiness and don't want suffering. So in the beginning, we need to have metta, goodwill, loving-kindness, to ourselves, to those we love, to those who we are indifferent towards, and when we have a lot of strength of mind, then we can spread metta to those we don't like. Karuna, compassion, is the same. A mind of mudita, sympathetic joy, is the same. Each person wants to have happiness and doesn't want suffering. We don't want to be separated from the things that we like and love. We want it to last forever, and we don't want anyone to be jealous and envious of us. We don't want others to come make us worse at the times we are already down. So when we are like this, then we don't do that to others, because everyone goes following their karma. So this happiness is what really measures our existence in life.
So in our time here, we don't have only happiness in our lives. There are times when the mind drops lower. There is fear. There's depression. And we don't want to struggle with anything anymore. Here we have to be careful. The good, uplifting thoughts are reduced. And if we have none of those, it's like we have reached a dead end. When the mind drops like this, it's like we've gone into a room or a cave that has closed in and we can't get out of it. But one can be like someone who has got a civil service job. They have gotten the job and they may not have much higher aspirations than that in their life. If they get a higher rank, then that's fine. If they don't, then it's not a worry. It is enough. And this word enough keeps shifting with it. It's all enough. The mind is at ease. One is happy and smiling all day, like there is no suffering. When it's Friday, then they come to be with nature, in the forest and with mountains, in the farm, with whatever gives their life happiness. And this is important. The mind is joyous. There's not so much ambition. But if we get that rank, then we use it to give benefit. If we don't want to gain other people's wealth to be our own, and we do work according to our position and duty, then it's pleasant. It's not hot and agitated. That which is hot is the quality of loba, greed. When we get something, then we want to get more. When we have gotten one thing, then we want to get more, on and on. It doesn't end. It's never enough. Then having a lot is not able to give the energy of feeling like we're happy. So they say that the more we have, the more we want. Nati tanha sama nadi. There's no river like craving. It's not enough. So Venerable Ajahn Chah said, to find a contented person is hard. So we have to try to have mindfulness and train in samadhi well. When we have time, then we do chanting in meditation. We can count using mala beats and chant butto or itipiso 108 times. This is a method we can use to make the mind peaceful. When our mind is at ease, then we are good. Our speech is good. Our face is smiling and pleasant. It changes our life. Because the water element is easy to change. They did a scientific experiment and took some water element and did chanting and it changed the composition of the water to be more beautiful. If we chant, then it changes the composition of the water element in our body first and it makes the facial features and skin more radiant. Why? Because of the mind that is good, that has happiness. And it's a mind that has consideration of others and sharing. The Buddha taught for the life of lay people that they must have sincerity in their speech to each other. Sacha is sincerity to each other and being able to control one's mind and to share with others. Whatever we get, we share some of it with others. We have thoughtfulness to others. For small things, we think of others. For a few words, we think of others. Even just having thoughtfulness towards workers 
just something small. For those who are tired, we can ask, do you want a drink of water? They have happiness and feel refreshed in the mind. We go somewhere and may use various public transport, maybe a taxi or Uber, then we have a bit of thoughtfulness, and they feel cheerful and refreshed. They do work and don't feel tired. Like the monks who are tired from doing work, and Venerable Ajahn Chah had evening tea together with us. He sat and took some medicinal fruits together. Oh, and the suffering we had disappeared. The exhaustion all disappeared. We had more encouragement to do work. We could even work till midnight. This encouragement is important. It refills one's inner energy well. The energy of happiness arises. So when we see people who are suffering, what should we do? We have happiness and so we should help them. It doesn't have to be a lot. Everyone gives a little. And it's normal that when people have happiness, then we have a heart that wants to help others more. So if we have a lot of this happiness, then it's good. That is, if we have wisdom, and we aren't intoxicated in that happiness. And the more we have happiness, then we will have more strength in order to struggle. When something disappears, we think of it in a positive and good way that this wealth doesn't disappear anywhere in this world. It's still in this world. If it disappears from us, it goes to someone else and they use it temporarily as well. And they will probably be using it for benefit. So we think in a positive light. And we see that there are those who don't have. There are people who don't have, whether monastery or lay people who don't have. And whenever we are forgetful, that's when someone comes to take it. But we are careful of one thing, which is we don't let people do bad and unskillful things with it. We try to build goodness and develop the mind to be in samadhi. These are all methods for us to have happiness arise. There is happiness arising from various acts of dana, giving, and sila, moral conduct, which is heaven. It is being a dewa, divine being first. Even if we haven't seen the four noble truths yet, it doesn't matter. May we build the causes of happiness, make our mind be joyful in goodness, like we come to make merit and do dana, and we have inner happiness. We prepare food to offer the monks, we take the moral precepts, we sit and listen to Dhamma, and we have happiness of heart. Or every week we come to learn Dhamma every Friday. We are determined to do chanting and practice Dhamma. We hear the chants in praise of the virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, and our hearts are uplifted and full. We are joyous and happy. So this we are able to find. May we be determined to find happiness that is correct. And this happiness must come from the foundation that is from Sila Dhamma. May we find and meet with happiness in our lives until we can find the true happiness, our real home. 
and in the end we will meet with the ultimate happiness, which is Nibbana. May you grow in blessings.